You're listening to the Kingdom Mentor Podcast, a division of iKingsMedia.com. This conversational podcast is all about you, helping you get unstuck from the drama, the trauma, to find your voice, share your voice, and even market your voice. So get a cup of coffee or tea and join me or a guest. The stage is set for your destiny. It's time for your voice to come out loud and shine. This is Teresa Croft. You're listening to the Kingdom Mentor Podcast on the road for this episode. As we've gone through the fire, literally, if you want more information on just the drama, the trauma that we've gone through in the last few weeks, please uh, go to episode, I think it's 187, because on October 3rd, third degree burns over 30% of his body while three women watched on in horror. I'm talking about my husband. The healing's been amazing, but still walking through this trauma, I thought, let's drop something in. I I hope to get Dave up to the mic to kind of share some of his stories, but while we wait, let's talk about dealing with triggers. Dave was a guest of mine uh, over a year ago, and we talked about triggers. So I thought I'd drop that audio down here. It's so relevant. I mean, it's kind of like you're listening to someone else share with you how to walk through triggers. So I just thought it would really bless you and be a continuation of this wonderful story. Because I say wonderful because Dave's healing has been unbelievable. If you want to see the drama, go to facebook.com forward slash groups, pray for Dave Croft, scroll down and you will see an amazing celebration of healing. All right, so sit tight. Thanks for dealing with this audio. That's not the best. And let's listen in to Dave and Teresa on Triggers. Oh, Jesus. He's got a sense of humor. So, can I ask you a question that I think, what happens when you get, you're triggered to either go back in your mind or something current is triggering you and next thing you know you're back down and that I have to always remember what God says about me and who he says okay. I am so, it's so the, the greatest F-R-P. way to defeat the trigger is to understand who you are in him right. understand what he's saying about you not what other people are saying about you it's so important if we're trying to get our needs met by what other people think about us or status quo we're never going to get there my gifts make room for me but my gifts are not who I am my gifts are for the body of Christ but I don't find my identity in my giftings. When God gives me a prophetic dream or he gives me a word of knowledge or, or he moves in the realm of the supernatural, I don't get a need met there. I fall my, find myself in awe and wonder of God that I'm getting to experience how much love he has for different people, for his children, because his love is so deep. Yeah. So when I, I recognize the trigger, I do something about that trigger immediately. That's good. Sometimes I just laugh. Yeah. You know? Especially when it the trigger, yeah. When the when the trigger sounds like something that you've walked through so many times, mm. a lot of times that trigger is meant to make you think you really didn't overcome that, or you wow. really hadn't been. That's that's so. You know, good. I've had so many people come to me for different at different times. They've come to me for over a dozen times, telling me they need deliverance. The same thing. They didn't need deliverance. They yeah. just needed to learn walk how to walk it out. it out as a son or a daughter. It's kind of like the FRP. You. you Pull out. Well, when I think of FRP, I think of work. Well, I know, but I just (laughs) my let me have my little abbreviation. F is 
what doesn't have righteousness, joy, and peace, go ahead and pull it. There's actually something happens neurologically when you grab that. You go ahead and feel it. You don't stuff it. You don't have to feel it forever. And then you immediately bring a promise and a presence of God. And you stay real to your emotions, but all the time bringing in. But you can't stop the triggers. But, no. you know, you have to understand that all who desire to live God in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Amen. That's the word of God. But he said to me out loud, I've come that you might have life and life more abundantly. So I have to understand that the overcoming part of me is him inside of me flowing out of me. And you can be triggered any time of the day. and You still can right. bring that into the present. Wait, that doesn't line up with the word. So. Right. I think as far as dealing with trauma. You go back to the word, Philippians 4. You gotta, but you got to stay present. Right. You can need a, a tight group that you can be real with. And you constant, the times in the vineyard, the times with the Father, can literally physically do something to your body. I asked you about that verse. Why don't you touch on that? First uh, John 4. Let your soul, as you are... Third John, verse Third John, three. Sorry. I would to God that you be in perfect health, even as your soul prospers. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, I touched on that. I think that's a key for walking through and and defeating trauma. That verse right there. Trauma takes you into a place of of unhealthiness, and uh, a lot of times the triggers, uh, the enemy is trying to convince us that we have a soul tie. And <laughs> and so you have to get to a place where you understand that he never changes his tactics, his tactics, his antics. They're always the same. So it, it gets repetitive. And, and of course, we learn by being uh, faithful to him and his word and the repetition of us putting his word on the inside of us is one of the most powerful things that we can do because it's the key to freedom. It's the key to overcoming every single thing that comes against us. And, you know, that's kind of mundane to most people in the world, in the society in which we live. But we're praying for a society that's wakened, that is completely awake, if you will, to the power of God's word. Jesus is the word. There's nothing more powerful than the word of God. So when you begin to understand the power that's in the word of God and you begin to walk in that power, flow in that power, you begin to release that power, you'll find yourself quoting the word back. Mm-hmm. in any situation. So what I do is, 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 you know, it's been so long since I've really experienced some of the things that, that I've seen other people walking through, but I, it doesn't mean that I ever forget where they're walking. And so I just, just wept, uh, the last three mornings, it's just been a real tender, tender place with the Lord and the Holy spirit and, and praying for others and recognizing what they walk through and, and I don't want to go into the details of it. The gory details only glorify uh, the enemy, and we don't want to glorify sin. We, what we want to do is we never want to be in awe over a person's sin or their failure. We never want to be in awe over that. We want to be in awe over God's grace, over God's goodness, over God's mercy, over God's kindness. This is where we want to stay in a place of awe and wonder is over God, in God, through God, by God, for God. This is this is where we are. This is who we are. And that doesn't mean that we're not real with our emotions, that we won't cry, that we won't get crushed. But what is so amazing is the power of God to cause you to rise above the situation that you're going through. When the enemy comes in like a flood, then the Spirit of the Lord lifts up its standard against you. And, you know, unless you've been drowning, 
in sorrow, unless you've been drowning and hurt, unless you've had your heart crushed, you know, you don't appreciate, you don't understand, you don't know how strong your faith is until it's tested. But who in the world wants to put themselves out there to say, yeah, here I am, test me. <laughs> I, I not, like what, not, not many people. I do. like what Kristen says, uh, mm-hmm. watching on Facebook, kind of reinforcing that. And I'm so, so proud of you, Kristen, the way you've been intentional. She says, at times I get concerned when I get triggered that way and have been speaking my healing in response to those thoughts. Isn't that beautiful? Mm-hmm. So uh, I think it's a, it's a process, but, but you don't have to flake out in the midst of the process when you realize process is really about you and your intimate relationship with God. God doesn't train through pain. He's always there in that word picture. He's always there. Got a table prepared for you. And you know, it's interesting. Every morning you can have different things hit you, but there's nothing like that time that you get in the vineyard of your soul. And you know, you can carry Intimacy that. With him. You can carry that through the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I I looking up here and, and seeing on Facebook, there are some lot powerful voices. Um, two weeks ago we had our little Sunday fellowship and Dave said something so basic, but just shot a fire in my soul. Because when you get under trauma, when you get stifled, you can feel like your voice is stifled. And all he said simply in the midst of attacks is, it's about your voice. I mean, I'm thinking we've had, this is going on a full year of redeem your voice, that we get to come together, apply the word of God, shake the drama, the trauma, because your voice is needed. Now, your voice may be represented in so many different ways. It may be at home. It may be at work. It may be in what you do with your hands. And the enemy, and if you think about it, if my voice is stifled, I get depressed. It doesn't mean I have to be, I don't get my needs met. I didn't go on Facebook Live. No, no, no. But when I listen and I get a voice that rises up that comes from the processing of what God is saying, I find healing in my body. Like right now, sharing this time with Dave, I don't have any neck pain. I don't have any head pain. I don't feel the gorilla that's trying to hang on me and push down. So I know, poor Dave, when I first get up, I get that cup of coffee. And sometimes I just got to sit there. And then absorb and just uh, every morning I would just receive the glory. The glory is the power source. There's no no performance needed to walk in the glory. No performance needed to walk where once and for all Jesus paid the price. It is finished. We are coming from that place of victory. I think just those simple declaration declarations set you up, whether you have five or 10 or 15 or 20 minutes to spend, I believe it sets you up in an accelerated way. I remember back years ago, I was getting up at O'Dark 30, and I only had about five times unless I got up at 3.30, and I just didn't want to get up at 3.30. And I remember the Holy Spirit saying, hey, I can accelerate that five minutes you have with me, because this is just a different time in your life. You're going to work. You're on the radio. I, but I can accelerate those five minutes. And then fast forward where we have maybe time. You still may be working from home. How is God asking you to 
um, let him accelerate some healing, accelerate some responses, some learning. I, I just I want you to ponder that. How is God allowing you through the process to bring that acceleration? Because it's time to not stop talking about being in the pit. It's good to be real. Hey, good to be real. But what rope is God putting down there? Is he putting some prayers of some saints? Is he giving that this is a rope, Dave's word, that's, that's shifting the atmosphere as you listen, live or recorded? Ask him. He just loves to show up out-of-the-box ways to be able to pull you up or to accelerate you once again to go back to your voice. Because as you release your voice, something happens in the atmosphere. One thing that I thought of as you spoke that was what God said to me about the choices of other people. Mm. You know, you can influence a person with your behaviors and you can pray for God to touch their heart. When God touches their heart, you ask God as he's touching their heart for their mind to be renewed so that they'll make better choices. Right. But you can't force a person to change. You can't Force a person, you know, to, to, to make a choice that's that would be the greatest choice for them. You you can't do that. Right. And it's so funny that, you know, people are going to look for someone to blame their bad choices on. They're always going to decide. And that's an insecure person. Uh, and, and so they're always going to look for somebody to blame. And, you know, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm very uh, I'm a little bit leery in telling you this. You got a target on your back because you carry such an anointed presence. The presence of God doesn't, doesn't draw attacks, but the presence of God is flowing so much out of you. When a person rejects the presence or the glory, if you will, that's coming out of you and, and they, they do something that they know they're not supposed to do. You're going to be the first person they blame. I'm talking about people in your life. I'm talking about friends. I'm talking about personal friends and personal family members. They're, they're going to blame you. It's going to be your fault. And how you respond to that is, is key. It's so important. Don't react. Do not react. Okay. Just very patiently ask God, what are you trying to teach me in this? How how can I be a better, whatever the situation is, mother, wife, you know, whatever, husband, brother, whatever the situation is, ask God, what are you trying to teach me in this? Get a plan of action from God, how to move forward so that you're not stuck with the bull crap, excuse my language. I know that's horrible to say on the, on online like this, but you got to get a plan of action to know how to overcome what's just hit you. Cause it was a Mack truck that just run over you. You got to be real. I'm feeling the pain. But when you get that plan of action and you just say, God, what is it that you're trying to teach me for this? How can I grow from this Lord? How can I see this from your perspective? Boom. When you invite heaven's perspective into your circumstances and situation, you're asking God to give you his eyes to see things the way he sees things. And you know what happens? Everything changes. Does it change overnight? Absolutely not. We've been praying for some things since 1991. We're just now seeing some of those things are just now coming to pass. Since 1991, I've had these specific issues and petitions that I put before the Father. And we're beginning to see those issues addressed right now in this hour, in this wonderful time that God's allowed us to experience and be alive in. That's powerful, okay? Never give up. Some people will tell you, oh, I just feel like I'm nagging God. I've already asked him one time. I feel like it's 
wrong for me to ask him again. But then I go back to the word and I see where the lady just, just continually bombarded and bugged the unjust judge. And eventually he says, this lady's going to worry me to death. I don't give her what she wants. God, he goes on to say, God desires to grant good things to his children. He desires to give you a petition. So when you're praying, be sure you're praying from heaven's perspective. If something's not changing, then chances are God's trying to change us. That's good. I'll never forget when, when a friend of mine was sharing with me for over an hour uh, about what was going on in his life with his spouse. I'll never forget. I was real quiet. And he said, are you still on the line? I said, yeah. And he said, were you going to say anything? I said, oh, absolutely, brother. Thank you for giving me a perfect bird's eye view of what you look like. What? He said, I said, well, you know, your wife is a reflection of you. Now, a lot of people wouldn't have the guts to say that, but I said what the Holy Spirit gave me. But what do you think I was thinking when God said that? God said, is there a deficiency or an efficiency in your wife's life? Remember, she's a reflection of you. How can I love her well? Okay, so my focus is not going to be always on loving her well. My focus moves from there into the spirit realm as how can I love you well, Jesus? How can I love you greater, Father? How can I love you more, Jesus? Because the more I love Jesus, the more she's going to love me. And I promise you. you know, that's just how it works. And we always say that uh, having a relationship with Jesus isn't a bonus to our relationship with each other. So then we're not grappling to get all our needs met. We know ultimately we got to get our needs met from the Father on a good day, take care of ourselves. Don't take responsibility because that in itself can bring a shift in your relationship. If you're in the midst of the process, sometimes, this is for someone, sometimes the magnificence of God's love on you is offending someone. <laughs> That's not your fault, though. <laughs> no, it's not your fault. So think about that. Someone needs that right now. So Rise up, let, let us take your arm and pick you back up. You're valuable, you have a purpose, you have a voice, you are walking beautifully through this process. I'm so honored and so excited to see where God's calling you. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Kingdom Mentor Podcast. I am relentless in my passion to help you find your voice, share your voice, and yes, even market your voice. For free resources to do just that, check out ikingsmedia.com. Hey, would you do me a favor? Subscribe, or better yet, write a review and share with a friend. If something resonated with you, DM me on Instagram at Teresa Croft. That's Teresa with an H.